Il Penseroso by John Milton Read for LibriVox.org by Cynthia Moyer Hence vain deluding joys, the brood of folly without father bred, how little you bestead or fill the fixed mind with all your toys. Dwell in some idle brain, and fancies fond with gaudy shapes possess, as thick and numberless as the gay moths that people the sunbeams, or likest hovering dreams the fickle pensioners of Morpheus' train. But hail, thou goddess, sage and holy, hail, divinest melancholy, whose saintly visage is too bright to hit the sense of human sight, and therefore to our weaker view, o'erlaid with black, stayed wisdom's hue. Black, but such as in esteem Prince Memnon's sister might beseem, or that starred Ethiop queen that strove to set her beauty's praise above the sea-nymphs and their powers offended. Yet thou art higher far descended, the bright-haired Vesta long of yore to solitary Saturn bore. His daughter she, in Saturn's reign, such mixture was not held a stain. Oft in glimmering bowers and glades he met her, and in secret shades of woody Ida's inmost grove, while yet there was no fear of Jove. Come, pensive nun, devout and pure, sober, steadfast, and demure, all in a robe of darkest grain, flowing with majestic train, and sable stole of cypress lawn, over thy decent shoulders drawn. Come, but keep thy wonted state, with even step and musing gait, and looks commercing with the skies, thy rapt soul sitting in thine eyes. There held in holy passion still, forget thyself to marble, till with a sad leaden downward cast thou fix them on the earth as fast. And join with thee calm peace and quiet, spare fast that oft with gods doth diet, and hears the muses in a ring, I round about Jove's altar sing, and add to these retired leisure that in trim gardens takes his pleasure. But first and chiefest with thee bring him that yon soars on golden wing, guiding the fiery wheeled throne, the cherub contemplation. And the mute silence hissed along, lest Philomel will deign a song in her sweetest, saddest plight, smoothing the rugged brow of night, while Cynthia checks her dragon yoke gently o'er the accustomed oak, sweet bird that shunst the noise of folly, most musical, most melancholy. Thee, chantress, oft the woods among I woo to hear thy even song, and missing thee I walk unseen on the dry, smooth-shaven green to behold the wandering moon riding near her highest noon like one that had been led astray through the heaven's wide pathless way. And oft, as if her head she bowed, stooping through a fleecy cloud. 
oft on a plat of rising ground i hear the far-off curfew sound over some wide-watered shore swinging slow with sullen roar or if the air will not permit some still removed place will fit where glowing embers through the room teach light to counterfeit a gloom far from all resort of mirth save the cricket on the hearth or the bellman's drowsy charm to bless the doors from nightly harm or let my lamp at midnight hour be seen in some high lonely tower where i may oft outwatch the bear with thrice great hermes or unsphere the spirit of plato to unfold what worlds or what vast regions hold the immortal mind that hath forsook her mansion in this fleshly nook and of those demons that are found in fire air flood or underground whose power hath a true consent with planet or with element sometime let gorgeous tragedy in sceptred pall come sweeping by presenting thebes or pelops line or the tale of troy divine or what though rare of later age ennobled hath the buskined stage but o oh, sad virgin that thy power might raise musaeus from his bower or bid the soul of orpheus sing such notes as warbled to the string drew iron tears down pluto's cheek and made hell grant what love did seek or call up him that left half told the story of cambuscan bold of campbell and of algersife and who had canachy to wife that owned the virtuous ring and glass and of the wondrous horse of brass on which the tartar king did ride and if aught else great bards beside in sage and solemn tunes have sung of tourneys and of trophies hung of forests and enchantments drear where more is meant than meets the ear thus night oft see me in thy pale career till civil-suited morn appear not tricked and frounced as she was wont with the attic boy to hunt but kerchiefed in a comely cloud while rocking winds are piping loud or ushered with a shower still when the gust hath blown his fill ending on the rustling leaves with minute drops from off the eaves and when the sun begins to fling his flaring beams me goddess bring to arched walks of twilight groves and shadows brown that sylvan loves of pine or monumental oak where the rude axe with heaved stroke was never heard the nymphs to daunt or fright them from their hallowed haunt there in close covert by some brook where no profaner eye may look hide me from day's garish eye while the bee with honeyed thigh that at her flowery work doth sing and the waters murmuring with such consort as they keep entice the dewy feathered sleep and let some strange mysterious dream wave at his wings in airy stream of lively portraiture displayed softly on my eyelids laid and as i wake sweet music breathe above about 
or underneath, sent by some spirit to mortal's good, or the unseen genius of the wood. But let my due feet never fail to walk the studious cloister's pale, and love the high embowed roof with antic pillars massy proof, and storied windows richly dight, casting a dim religious light. There let the pealing organ blow to the full-voiced choir below, in service high and anthems clear, as may with sweetness through mine ear dissolve me into ecstasies, and bring all heaven before mine eyes, and may at last my weary age find out the peaceful hermitage, the hairy gown and mossy cell, where I may sit and rightly spell of every star that heaven doth show, and every herb that sips the dew, till old experience do attain to something like prophetic strain. These pleasures melancholy give, and I with thee will choose to live. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.